Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. This edition is sponsored by our guidebook, which is available from our website, outbackway.org.au. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Last time we spoke to Joe Nixon at the Alice Springs Beanie Festival. I hope you guys are all planning your trip to the centre to enjoy that event uh, at the end of June, July. So today I have the great pleasure of chatting to Alison Somerville, who is the Secretary of the Boulder Opal Association in Winton and is also from an opal mining family who lives at Winton. Welcome, Alison. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, and thank you for having me. No problem. It's really interesting, and I know that in, in Winton there are various uh, German opal shops, and uh, it's a, a fairly big part of uh, the Winton landscape. Um, I just really am interested to know um, how did you how did you come to be in Winton, but and also involved with the mining in the opal mining in general. How was how did that all come about? Okay, well it's. it's it's a bit of a long story, but basically my parents were a bit of adventurers. They started off in gold uh, back in the 70s, just fossicking around, and became involved in the opal industry out here. A hundred, they actually came from Longreach side and went out about 170 k's and uh, to the little area around Virgemont Station and Mainside Stations, which are not far from the Opalton mining area, and yeah. they've been going there for the last. 40-odd years, my mum still calls the camp out there beside a, a rock hole, her home, that she's been going <laughs> to, and um, she just loves it out there. And, of course, as kids, we spent school holidays out there visiting and over the years became more and more involved in it. And it's just become a family business now. My brother and myself have taken over. Mum and Dad are, are getting a bit a bit too old to do it now, but they still love being there. And, um, yeah, so I was sick of travelling. It was a long way to travel if you live on the coast to Winton and about 10 years ago I decided that it's time to move out here and be become a part of it all and uh, that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. Oh, that's great, Alison. And of course, when you do that to a country town, if you move into a country town and of course then there's an obligatory uh, role to play uh, in the community. So I gather, I gather the... Uh, the Queensland Boulder Opal Association uh, <laughs> have grabbed you. <laughs> yes, yes. What's, well, what's your uh, role with the association? Well, it, it's uh, when you go to meetings, which we, I always did, and um, I had a lot to say, let's put it that way. I always was opening my <laughs> mouth. So the lady well who was the secretary for 12 years said, I think it's time you took over, Alison. So... Uh, I was started well. I meant to start off as treasurer, and um, uh, but we had some problems. My partner had a severe stroke, and I wasn't able to start. But uh, the lady mm. retired as secretary, and I um, I was pushed into the job, sort of willingly. And uh, this is I haven't even done a full year yet, so I'm still finding my way. But um, it's like all volunteer positions; it takes up a lot of your time. But when you're passionate about something, it just comes naturally. So uh, I love it. I love being involved with the people. I love fighting the fights that we have because we, as a, a small industry in a mining environment, we have a lot of you know difficult mining issues that we have to 
to face and uh, native title issues and lots of those yeah. things. So uh, we get quite heavily involved in those things for the miners' sake as well. Yeah, that's, and I guess... Uh I guess uh, you know access to areas and um, and the ability to to yeah your tenements and all those things have to come into play, don't they? Uh, the the uh, mining tenure side of it, the mining claims and mining leases and exploratory permits, we come under the mm. same regulations as a coal mine or or any other large scale mine. So the paperwork mm. is just astronomical, and mm, you know we're fighting true. desperately to keep. A small industry going, and the small industries, you know, the towns in Queensland that are affected by this, not just Winton, but Longreach and Cunnamulla, Quilpie and uh, those Yower, you know, the, all the Queensland mining towns, we all face the same problems. Is this, And like all regional towns, we're, you know, we have to fight to stay alive. And uh, yes, the that's right. don't always help us along much. So, you know, yeah, we're trying interesting to stay alive. Because your impact is so minimal compared to an open cut my coal mine. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. like in, you just think of it and you go, well, it's such a small, it's, it's such a very, it's a very benign activity you're, you're involved in, um, and um, and yet um, the conditions are the same. And, and look, and I think with the parallels in the various like agricultural sectors and all sorts of things, yeah. when you know the big, the big, the big scale, you know, have the regulation. But the same regulation applies to people who are actually just not even doing, you know, a, a tiny. And you just think, well, why is that? You know, like there's this disconnect, isn't there? And it's, it's, it is frustrating for, um, for everyone involved. So, yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to actually get a little bit, um, you know, all that sort of uh, sorted out at some point, wouldn't it, to make it a bit yeah. easier for everyone. Yeah. Mm. And, 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 and as you say, you know, it is actually really important for for the smaller towns that do do yes. really benefit from having yes. people coming and going and and doing the you know doing their little bit of um, mining here and there. So it's, I think that's it's a, um, it's a strange coincidence that uh, the the opal mining industry around Winton has at times when there's drought and difficult times for the farming communities that the opal industry seems to come good. Um, you know we yes. have our times when the when it's very quiet and you know, the buyers don't come and the industry's sort of flagging a bit and the cattle industry's good. So at the moment we're just having one of those where even though there's still dry times, the the cattle industry is good and the oval industry is good. So, you oh, know, we're both having a, a, a relatively good time at the moment. Which yeah, is that's good. For the town. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so can you tell us a little bit more about um, how an opal is created? Because it's such a beautiful stone and, 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 and so diverse in its colours and, um, and, and every, every opal is unique. So I'm just wondering, you know, if you've got the layman's version of, uh, of how the opal is actually created in the rock. Well, I'm very pleased to hear you're, you're already converted to the boulder opal. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> I have various. Um, My grandmother loved them, so I have various yes, yes. opals. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, I'm no uh, technical expert. I have a uh, my younger son is a geologist, and he uh, he's got some explanations, but there's still conjecture on actually how it how it all officially came together. But the Boulder Opal here in Queensland is is a very unique formation, the Winton Formation here, and it's the only gemstone uh, in the world that is formed on the surface of the Earth. Uh, there is some volcanic opal. Uh, discovered in other countries, but the uh, particularly the Queensland opal is fa- is formed on the surface, 
And it's basically a very shallow inland lake, which over the millions of years dried up, but left uh, a lot of um, matter like uh, shell and um, trees and fish and dinosaurs yeah. and all of these sort of things. Yeah, so lots and of fossils, over the really. millions, Oh, yeah, we find a lot of fossils out here. So all of this yeah. matter is what basically creates opal. It's a silica base. And um, over the millions yeah. of years, the sediment forms on top of it and it's solidified and um, it's found within the actual... Um, layers uh, uh, where there's clay and boulder, and it, it yes, it, it's, so it's almost like together. the sap. It's almost like the sap of the plant, the silica of the plant. So yes, that yes, yes. Cause, cause the color, and then that just that, well, that well, the actual color. Yeah, color is, yeah. is different. The color, uh, it's, it's a difficult one to explain because what we call potch opal, which is our sort of clear, uh, bluey sort of clear stuff, is the most oh, yes. perfect opal. And what it is, it's spheres. Uh, very small spheres laid down in layers. Um, however, the, all of this silica broke down and formed over the millions of years. So when it's all aligned, all these little spheres are lined up perfectly, you get no colour. What happens is when ah. it's a bit erratic and the spheres are a bit larger or smaller and they're out of shape and all of this, that is actually what creates the light refraction. So the, the pure opal is actually got no colour, but the other, um, when it's not Oh, isn't quite, that interesting? So, yes. That's yes. very interesting. So yes. When you look at yeah, it okay. under a, a microscope, it's quite um, yes. different. But the uh, opal is one of those things where we're open-cut miners, so uh, there is some uh, underground people here. But opal is one of the only gemstones where you can literally uh, be digging away and all of a sudden there's a rock in the wall and it breaks open on a seam of opal and there it is. That is the most stunning, you know, people yeah. have fallen out of excavators trying to get to that colour in a hurry because it's it's so beautiful, so bright, right there, yeah. and you don't have to do anything to it. You don't have to polish it. No, you, you, just, you can just cut it. it out of the... You just cut it out, don't you? And you can set There's it. no heat beautiful. treatment, nothing. That's it. It's, it's mm. be as brilliant as you'll ever see it, that first second, and it's quite the most stunning feeling to be holding mm. a rock that comes from ancient plant and, and animal matter 60-odd million years ago, and you're the very first person to see that. It is the most amazing feeling. Yeah, I can really appreciate that. Yeah, that's yes, extraordinary. It is. Mm. It is. Yeah, that's it is. wonderful. So when we've, when we've taken it out of the, uh, of the rock and we've set it, so when people are looking, as you said, you know, a pure opal has actually got no colour, so that's, that's fascinating. Um, well, the pot. But yes, um, obviously yes. people really like the colour and the, the glitz and the glitter um, within yes. the opal. So what tips do you have for people to pick a, a quality opal? Well, there's, red is very rare. The, the, a proper red stone, uh, whatever the play of the spheres that create the red pattern, uh, the red mm. colour, is about 5% of all opals. So red is always yes. the most valuable. And you'll, any shop that you go into or anywhere that you see opal for sale, if you see a red, it will always be the most expensive. The blue greens, the beautiful greens, um, they're the most common colours to sell. They're the most commercially viable colours that you will see. And, but yep. they're stunning. You can get the most stunning greens and, and blue yes. greens and royal purples and all of those colours mixed up and, and they're, they're beautiful. So like all gems, a, a pure gem is worth more. So a, a 
a solid, what we call a solid boulder oval. So it will have ironstone uh, or sandstone on the back with a, 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 a layer of opal on the top, which is naturally, it's, it's formed together, so it yeah. won't come off. Um, that is your most valuable stone, and red, of course, yeah. being your highest value. And then, yeah. um, you know, they then commercially they've gone to slicing opal into what we call doublets and then triplets. So a doublet is um, a very thin slice of opal um, adhered to an artificial back, and that's that's a, a doublet. And then the triplet has a quartz or a dome over the top of the opal and a thin slice of opal and then a, an artificial back. So, um, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're the three. You get your solid, your doublet, and your triplet. And, of course, the, okay. the triplets are less valuable, the doublets are in between, and then your solids are the most valuable. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then it and, will be based uh, on your colour. Yeah, right. Does the bling factor come into it? Uh, yeah, of course, anything that's um, brighter. Uh, we, certainly, uh, we've had opal that shines in the dark. It's so good. So, you know, wow. Yeah, you can get some stunning, stunning pieces. We have what we call yeah. night stones that are better. You know, you can take them into the bright sunlight and they lose a little bit of their their brightness. But uh, under you know under a fluorescent light, say they're, they're different. Opals are just so beautiful. They're, they you can wear them in so many environments and people will see it and go, wow, you know that's shining this way or it's shining green. The other thing, yeah, of course, keeps changing. Um, which I haven't I haven't explained very well. Um, is the play of colour, what we call the play of colour with opal. So mm-hmm. we get picture stones, we get patterns of colour, we get um, uh, all these different um, colour faces in opal. So there's um, what we call harlequin pattern, which is squares of different colours that flash. As you turn the stone, it flashes different colours. You know, there's there's so many variations to opal. It, it's very difficult to explain it in a in a very short time. And the other thing yeah, no, that we have yeah. is not just with the boulder opal. People um, people get a little bit confused and they say, oh, opal, it's so expensive and this. It's not. Um, what it is is they're always looking at the best of it in a, in a jewellery store. What they need to do is come to places uh, like our festivals and have a look at the variety of opal because we have all this other, um, you know, we'll call it lower grade, but it's the, the more wearable. We have mm. Matrix, which is one of the most beautiful stones. So many people love the Boulder Matrix because it has all the colours, but it's not yeah. a solid opal. It's uh, it's like speckled through the stone. And yeah, can, and it's like the is it is like the milk opal. The milk opal has is, is like no, the no, white milk opal is different. Yeah, that, that's okay. The milk milk opal is more the um, Cupertini type opal. Um, yep. We don't get much of the milk opal here in... Okay, in, uh, all right, just a different yeah. stuff. Yep. The, the okay. Matrix, Sorry. the Boulder Matrix, yeah, you... is stunning. And you can shape it any way you like. You can drill it and put leather, a piece of leather through it. You can oh, set it in mm. beautiful gold jewelry. You can do whatever you like with it. We've got, we've got so, there's so much creativity with opal. And, and a lot of people, until they actually come to something like a gem show or an opal trade show or something like that mm. and see the mm. variety and they're really quite blown away. Um, we've mm. got a, a lovely young lady here who's making all sorts of... Uh, she makes fascinators with pieces of opal and she makes... Oh, them. how wonderful. Yeah, and, and she's just one that's, you know, creating 
uh, carvings. You know, there's so many people that love to carve opal and they make stunning carvings and you can do just yeah. about anything with a piece of opal, from a ring, a bracelet, pendant, yep. hat pieces, you know, it really is a very versatile gem. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, that, that's really, um, well, yeah, because it's, it's, you, you, you think that those sort of gems, you know, are quite fragile and precious and, and, oh, no. and, uh, you know, and, and that, but this, this is great. This is really interesting. Yeah, that it's so, uh, it's, it's so robust. Where they get the, can, the, um, you know, they talk about, oh, you can't wear your opal in the water and you can't do this. They were for pe- people, um, who bought the triplets and the doublets. If you get a soul, yeah. like, I'm not terribly good with jewellery. I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit blase and I, you know, take it off and throw it down and, you know, I wear it everywhere. And I've got pieces that I've been wearing for years and years and years and, you know, they never, you know, you have to, you can't smash it on a on a piece of concrete or anything like that, of course. But, you know, they're much tougher than people take them for. And, you know, if you're wearing a, a doublet or a triplet, that's fine. It's got glue and it holds it together and, you know, you have to yes. be a little bit more careful with soapy water and hot water and things like that. But a, a solid opal, they uh, they are amazing. They're, they're quite hard and they will take quite a lot before anything that's really <laughs> cracks them. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's terrific. Oh, good. Well, I'm sure, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, you've enlightened uh, enlightened me about the whole world of opals and that's, that's well, been really, really interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Alison. I was just going to say, I wish more Australian women loved it because it's one of those gems. It is our national gemstone and Australian yes. women, are, they're slowly coming around, but, uh, yes. you know, most of our opal goes straight overseas to all our... Yeah, and so there is, a, there is a, a, a strong worldwide demand for, the, for yes. our opal? Always has been. They, they've yes. loved Australian opal from the very first yes. person who picked up a piece and took it overseas. They have they've craved it. And they still do. When when we have our our uh, market here, our trade show, our Opal Festival, we always have um, German, um, you know, European buyers, American buyers. The Japanese market was very strong. They're not quite yeah. um, quite so into it now. But the Chinese market is starting to take off. And and if they decide they really want our Opal, there'll be none left for Australia because they'll buy it all. But um, but we have a very strong overseas contingent comes every year to Winton to buy our Boulder Opal. Mm, that's good. And so tell us more about the Opal Festival so we can get all the details and uh, and have uh, a, a good understanding of, of uh, when it is and, and what's on offer and how people can uh, connect with uh, the Opal Festival in Winton. Okay. All right. Well, our Opal Festival is uh, commences... Check-in and registration is on the Thursday, the 12th of July, between 2 and 4 o'clock at the front of the North Gregory Hotel. Uh, Come along and introduce yourself and uh, say hi and tell us you want to come along. The actual festival begins on Friday the 13th um, and it's in the main street of Winton, so we close the main street down and we have... um, Oh, usually people just bring their youth, so you, or, or vehicle, whatever vehicle they've, they've come in, and you can just park in the main street and set up whatever product you have. So, you know, we have all sorts of um, products turn up. We have everything from rough parcels. People turn up with buckets of rough uh, for people to buy or large parcels. And there's also, there's always jewellery. Um, everybody, 
everybody's very creative. They a lot of people have got different items, carvings, and all sorts of things. And so we set up there in the main street and the rotunda. We have a lot of fun. We all talk. We all uh, exchange information and talk about where we're mining and what we're finding. And um, and we often buy and sell amongst ourselves, but uh, we always work. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Okay. New people to come a great along. sense of community. Mm. It is. It's our 25th anniversary this year, so the actual mm. festival has been running for 25 years, and uh, it's quite a celebration. And the other thing we have, of course, with our festival is we have our Jewellery Design Awards. And this oh, wow. year, with the opening of the Walsing Matilda Centre, um, mm. we're hoping to have uh, access to a couple of cabinets there where the jewellery will be on display. And then that is judged during the, the two-day event. And um, we have three categories in our Jewellery Design Awards. We have the um, the professional uh, jewellery section, Category 1, and the um, emerging jeweller. And then we also have um, an object section as well. And we encourage anyone to put in a piece, you know, for their first time. And it's, it's one of the few... Um, Jewelry Design Awards that actually has prize, so we have um, uh, quite a, a nice prize given, a monetary prize for the winners of the Jewelry Design Awards, and they can look at all this information on the QBOA uh, website. Excellent, yeah. righto. Well, we'll um, that's terrific. We'll we'll uh, put that up in the show notes for the uh, for people to have a look at the links and yeah. everything, so people can follow up. And, and get in touch with you. Um, and they can give you a call on, it's, uh, I've got a number, 4657 0082. Yeah, that's good. Now, I am away mining, uh, at Bush quite a bit, but I certainly get back to people as soon as I can if they leave a message and I'll get back to them. And the same with the email. So it's, um, qboa at bigpond.com is our email address. And same thing, I'll get back to people as soon as I can. This year's Lovely. festival will be a lot of fun. We're, we've really got quite a lot of inquiries of people that are coming as um, traders and stall holders, and uh, I think this year's going to be one of our best years. Yeah, no, that sounds, uh, it, it sounds like it's a great event. So thank you, Alison, so much for your time and for sharing um, and giving us a little insight into the world of um, opal mining and the, uh, the events of the Opal Festival in Winton coming up in the 13th and 14th of July. Terrific. So great to have you on the show. The Outback Way Events Calendar. Well, wasn't that interesting hearing from Alison all about the opal industry and and just how it's uh, such a big part of Western Queensland and the u- uniqueness of opal to Queensland. So we don't forget what is coming up. I'll give you an update. So we have the Winton Vision Splendid Outback Film Festival coming up on the 29th of June to the 7th of July. And just before the film festival, Winton is how it holds its annual Writers' Festival from the 26th to the 28th of June. So if you're interested in writing books or learning how to write, uh, wanting to put some stories together, uh, I really recommend you uh, get in touch with Jeff Close on 0458 532 to talk about the Writers' Festival. Then after the Winton Writers' Festival and Film Festival, there's the Beanie Festival uh, from the 29th of June to the 2nd of July. We would have heard from Joe Nixon previously about that and, uh, and what a great event that is in Alice Springs. In July, 
the Winton Film Festival continues till the 7th, the Beanie Festival until the 2nd. Then we move into the Alice Springs show on the first, in the first week. And then, of course, the Winton Opal Expo and Festival, which is the 13th to the 14th of July. Back in Alice Springs, there's the Imparja Camel Cup in the second week of July. Then the Big Red Bash, just south of Bullia, down uh, on the June, um, from the 10th to the 12th of July, um, in the Diamantina area. Then the uh, trade show and uh, the Bullia Camel Races are in the third week, and the Winton Camel Races are at the end of July. So there the, that's the update until the end of July for activities that are happening along the Outback Way. I'd just like to thank Ellen Ronald Keane for her editing skill in actually making this show possible and I look forward to talking to you next time. Many thanks. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story... We may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.